listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Hey, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us. No, I mean it. On 8-12-15. That's simple as that. Or you can uh, follow us on Twitter, Frank on the Radio, or email the Absolute Radio website. Mm. So I've had a complete showbiz whirl of a week. Have you? Well, not really, but I had, I had an open. I opened. I opened this week. Oh, I wasn't lovely. expecting it. Another opening, another show. Exactly. <laughs> I opened um, at the Leicester Square Theatre, my stand-up show. <laughs> How and was it? It was... Um, the show was absolutely fine, but the fruit bowls. I got oh. two fruit because when people, oh. you know, people buy opening night gifts. Oh yeah. Often it's... they send alcohol. Oh yeah. And oh. that obviously doesn't apply to me because. Um, no, you you find yourself on the receiving end of a lot of cheese. I do. <laughs> For that reason. And um, but I had a fruit fruit bowl, uh, two fruit bowls arrived. Lovely. That's a good gift. I think. And I mean baskets is what I mean. I mean they're big. Great. And uh, it's it's quite exciting, I got to tell you. I once um, I once had a, a fruit bowl at Thames Studios, uh, oh, uh, in my dressing room, and had a coconut in it. No, <laughs> imagine that. No. Imagine um, three minutes, Mr. Skinner. Hold on, <laughs> got a hammer. <laughs> it was quite a seventies gift to coconut. It was yeah. all bounty balls and exotic. I'd already had uh, previously. I'd had a pineapple, which I thought was quite a big thing to take on before a show. Yeah, I'd because rather just have a can of lil. You need a knife. <laughs> Without the middleman. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Bongo. You're right, but you know I've never had on bongo. What? No. Oh, wonder I, where they drink it. I, I don't know, <laughs> um, but. Um, I love I love all that. I love the fruit thing. Mm-hmm. So for for the rest of the week I've been eating fruit constantly. And it's it's one of the few yes. Ooh, it's one of the few times. Well, um I'll do it I again. To, when my friend Con used to live with me, he used to say it was like um, being on Animal Magic. You remember that program with Johnny yes, Morris yes. when the lemur is sitting at the side <laughs> with eating stuff. He said I'm sitting watching the telly. I can see you picking stuff out the fruit bowl and nibbling it. <laughs> Careful so though, Frank, because I've I've been on the Beverly Hills diet. Oh yeah, um, which is composed entirely of fruit. Why did you have a Beverly Hills belly? No, it's called the Beverly Hills <laughs> diet. And, yeah. But just just be careful on that one. Okay, just I don't care. Sure I'm happy to die by fomentation. No, just make sure no. you're near a latrine. Yes. Oh yeah. come on, I've got the inst- constitution <laughs> of an institution. <laughs> it's the effect, though, isn't it, of the uh, of the fibre can. Mm. Oh, shut up, you two. <laughs> God, I, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. Now you're telling me I can't have fruit. <laughs> no, I'm just saying if people come back and see you, you might want to leave it a while. Yeah. Well. Don't have too much right before a long show. That's the... Uh, not only that, advice. I'm not listening to the doubters. <laughs> <laughs> Haters gonna hate. That's right, yeah. It's oh, all yeah. about the fruit. What, what sort of fruit did you get there? Well, that's a, that's a very good question. Oh, okay. I have eaten several pieces of fruit this week that I could not identify by oh. name. Really? And I thought that's exciting, because how often do you eat stuff that you don't know the name of? Kumquat. <laughs> I, I, I had kumquat. Africa, I had African cucumber. What? Um, that's lovely. That's not a fruit, surely. It is! Sorry, I thought that was an <laughs> entry in your diary. Um, I, um... No, I ate what uh, what the song calls strange fruit. Strange fruit. Yeah, um, and I still don't know what it was. Sharon fruit, maybe. It passed like pips in the night. <laughs> what, what did it look like? Well, there was one. Is for this example, texting. What have I eaten? <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 what, what, what was it? It'll, it'll be quite a brief texting on my part. <laughs> it's, it's, it's easier than a stomach pump. Yeah. No, I um I ate one that looked like the from the outside. At first, I thought it was a lime. But then oh. it was too hard and green. It had like a sort of avocado type skin. And then oh. when I opened it up, it was completely pink. No. Inside. Oh, I Bright what that one pink. Is. Starfish. That That's the first one then. What was that? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Set up the text in. 
trying to establish what fruit it was. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a sample of three of the texts we've already received, uh, 221 says, guava, with an exclamation mark. <laughs> ah. No other words in the text. Uh, that sounds like a passion fruit, Frank, says Julian no, Penniston. No, I know a passion, a passion fruit, because uh, it's all, it's like jelly in a jiffy bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A passion fruit. It's no, very, it wasn't that. Very good description. And, yeah. uh, Three or four. Hi, Frank. Was the mysterious fruit a custard pear by any chance? I had oh, one a few weeks ago in a veg fruit box delivery and was pleasantly surprised by the fact it did actually vaguely taste of custard. That's from Haley. Mm. Well, I mean, it three was... texts, three different guesses. Yeah, exactly. I like the sound of a custard pear. Though. I, it, it didn't taste custardy. Mm. Didn't I like one three four the best. He simply says it was a guava. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, maybe it was a... Don't they use guava as... Um, isn't that some sort of uh, stimulant of some kind? Guava. Well, that'd be good before the show, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, perfect. Pep yeah. and vigour up. Uh, Red Bull, Frank? No. Pass us that... Um, you see that lime-like thing? Well, you've got your non-alcoholic wine now. Yes. I got um, I got a case of non-alcoholic wine for my, it's my birthday this week, and uh, the team bought me some non-alcoholic wine, which I've become slightly obsessed with. It's definitely non-alcoholic, Daisy, isn't definitely. it? Definitely. 100%. We'll soon find out. If it's 100%, <laughs> we'll definitely soon find out. <laughs> I had um, a strange thing as well happen this week. I, I've got a shirt, a blue shirt, that I've worn now for three different stand-up gigs. And I do about 90 minutes on stage, and it's hot. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And I've also worn and it in, in a suit. In the, and a, yeah, and I'm in a suit shirt, over yeah. the top. And a tie. And and I've worn it four days as well. I wore it for meetings yesterday, and it still smells fresh as a daisy. Present company accepted. <laughs> I don't know if I can believe that. It does. Honestly, it's it's beautiful. I, what I, you mean is people are too frightened to tell you? No, I. You know, I've had a really good. Um, you know, yeah, I've, you I want got, it to smell nice, don't you? Yeah. You're sniffing it. No, I don't. This is going to smell nice. I don't. Nice. At first, I just fully expected, and and now I've, it's become a bit. It's it's moving t- in, into that area I would call supernatural, which is making me... Do you remember that Cary Grant film when he was an angel and he gave someone... He didn't a, wear a drip-dry shirt, FYI. No, no, no but he gave someone uh, a glass and they poured drink into it and then they drank... And the bottle that, that they had never ran out, so right, they, could, yeah. they could drink forever. I've seen footage of Tommy Cooper doing that as well. Yeah, well, this was in, in the... You know, my dad, I have to say whenever I mentioned Cary Grant that every time he appeared on the telly or was mentioned in any context, my dad would say, Cary Grant, from the slums of Bristol. (laughs) (laughs) Happily, they never met. Might not have gone that well. But anyway, um, it's it's still fresh and clean now. I could have worn it today and everything would have been lovely. Mm. So I'm quite glad you did. Yeah, but me you too. mentioned drip dry. I don't know if you remember those shirts, mm. um, Alan. Do you remember them? I've got a vague recollection of them. You didn't. You used to wash them and then you just hang yeah. them up, soaking wet. And then they went, when they dried, they had no creases or anything, and you could just. They were good them. to go. Right. That's well, good to go depending on what you wanted to look like. Yeah. If you wanted to look like you presented World of Sport, they were good to go. No, they're just like, like these machine washable suits that they sell in some no, but high streets. I, don't you ever think, though, that you, you see some technology and you think, why hasn't this caught on? Do you remember Matey? Matey Bubble Bath. Matey Bubble Bath. Their oh, big yeah. brag was that they clean it cleaned the bath as well. So at the end of Perfect, the bath, yes. your Matey's a bottle of fun. <laughs> It cleans the bath as well. Yeah. And he thought, the why doesn't one. all now, all yeah. bath items, why don't they clean the bath as well? That's a massive yeah. advantage. You could double it up, use your toilet brush as a hairbrush. Everything could be dual yeah. purpose in there, couldn't no, it? No, 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 you've just gone. Now you've gone into the ridiculous. <laughs> this was someone who, this, they have the technology to make bath things that clean the bath as well, and they're not using it. You know, you tell me why that. He's happening. <laughs> no, no, can you actually tell me? <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've been talking about Matey, which cleaned the bath as well as the child. Yeah. On Absolute Radio. 693 has texted us to say, Ah, oh, yes, Matey, clean fun, clean kids, and a clean bath. No skin left on, though. Why, well, that can't be true, can it? 
That is just the opinion of 693, we yes, should add. Yes, I that is not the official opinion of Absolute. Though I do, I do think maybe Matey is gone. I haven't seen oh. it for a while. Has it gone the way of Sunny Delight? Is that gone? Did you oh. bathe in that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of... That would have cleaned your bath. That would have cleaned your bath, wouldn't it? I just think it's a... We should revisit that, um, that mm. technology. We've also um, had an update from Haley, who said, "Me again, Frank. The custard pear didn't taste of custard until I knew it was a custard pear." Oh, you see, it's psychosomatic. Oh. And then somebody else has said, "Hi guys, it's a dragon fruit. <laughs> Google it. Yum." Oh, it? Well, it wasn't very. It was. Frank's very, gone a bit twisted. Fire starter. Although it was psychosomatic. Although it was pink, it wasn't that taste. It was. It was quite bland. Maybe that's the thing that you call it. Whatever you call it, you call it custard fruit. You call it a mustard fruit. African cucumber. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you, you can call it a sunny delight fruit, and it'll taste to any of those are because it's a blank page. You know what I mean? Some people are like that, aren't they? Yeah, we fill they in the void. They have their personality, and they like chameleons. Don't in like your the way you're giving t- eye contact with me. <laughs> while saying they have no personality. I've never seen anyone saying, get so angry over a bowl of fruit, either. I'm saying that. You're not saying you, for goodness sake. And We've also, what happened to those trousers where the seams were stitched in? Do you remember those? Oh, the hems, yeah. They were Ready-made sti- hems. They stitched, I mean, the actual seams were stitched in. Oh, I so didn't know what you mean. What so you didn't saying? have to press them. So, so what you'd put a line of stitching at either side of the seam. You know, you know, you know, the, you know, it sounds no, ugly though. Not the seam. You <laughs> oh, know when you, you press, think? when you press, oh yeah, they were a bit ugly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you didn't well, have to press them. What era what are we talking? What laziness? Though? Oh, I'd say they were 70s probably. Like, would our Keith have worn those? Uh, no, Keith was quite a, a trendy in his youth. Was he? Bear in mind, he was into Bloodwind Pig. Of course he was. <laughs> How silly of me. Yes. Well, I, I like the fact that we're discussing the fruit at this level because af- after the show last week when we all went for brunch, we were discussing... You You raised... Oh, yeah. You mooted the possibility of what were you going to eat as your after-show snack. Well, I have this thing. See, when I... I, I so I come off stage, I go home. Everyone's yeah. in bed, usually. I, I sit down uh, alone in the kitchen mm-hmm. and... Um, just weep. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, <laughs> I weep a little. Um, and I scream seven or eight times. It's, 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 it's just not working. I keep, I keep shouting that. And then, um, and then I'm, I'm hungry, but I don't want to sit down. I don't want to cook that time of the night. Mm. Mm. So... Um, I, what what should I have in that in that? You've just been intimate with two thousand people, and you go home alone. Yeah, exactly. And what worries me is um, the fact that we had this conversation. I know it involves show business, and whatnot, but it was it felt like the, the sort of conversation anyone could have. Frank got so depressed during this conversation. Yeah. I said because then we had another conversation <laughs> that was quite run of the mill, and I th- I said <laughs> ordinary conversations are like bosses; they come in pairs. An hour. I like to talk about weird stuff. Mine and yours, you. our respective happiness levels in that chat were like a seesaw because I was really enjoying trying you to think it. of what. When I said, "Why don't you have a chicken salad? That'll be filling oh, and tasty," and you went, "I'm not eating salad." <laughs> oh, what about when I said, "Lovely suggestion"? What about boiled egg and soldiers? I'm not going to cook. Yeah, no, I'm not going to cook that time of the night. And who has a salad at sort of <laughs> half eleven at night? Chicken salad, though, a bit of meat to oh, make it feel, just feel worthwhile. That's, if you're going to be ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, last night I got in and what did I have? Crudite. Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. Matey is still available. That's I deliver it daily. Ooh. That's from Paul, delivery driver for a well-known pharmaceutical and medical high street store, 955. Can't imagine what store that is. You see, so it can't be, um, it can't do any damage, as it wouldn't be on the market. No. I'm going to get some. I don't see why only children should use it. No. 307 says she got some lady matey yesterday in the pink bottle. Oh, I bet she did. <laughs> <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? Exactly. <laughs> um, why couldn't I use matey? Children, if anything, get dirtier than adults, don't they? So it certainly get me clean. Yeah. Children are filthy. You can tell how clean I am. My shirt's come off absolutely um, drier fresh. Anyway, before, uh, before you played that song, did you say that you went back last night after your show and you ate crudity? Yes. 
What? Meaning, like, little... I had an evening of crudité. Carrot batons. <laughs> crudité. Yeah. I had, yes, I had... There wasn't enough crudité in the show. No, there isn't, there isn't enough anymore, so I went back. Last time I saw crudité, and this is genuine, was at Arsenal. That's what they, that's what they eat at Arsenal. Wow. Mm, that's how posh they are. Well, this was, um... I just thought it's a good way of doing it, because you don't want to get mm. in, and I don't want to get, you know, like, some uh, terrible unhealthy stuff. Yeah. So I had uh, a big tub of taramus lata mm-hmm. and um, crudite, and I, I channel surfed for an hour. Carrot batons, is that what you mean? Well, they weren't batons, they were medallions, as it turned out. They'd oh, gone that way. Carrot they'd, medallions? They'd gone across. Oh, slices? Yeah, they'd gone across. What were you dipping them in, may I ask? Taramasalata. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed the taram a bit. Okay, I've never heard taramasalata said like that. What do you say? Oh, slightly less aggression. You say taramasalata. Well, I had some taramasalata. Anyway, it worked a treat. So is that what you're going to have now? I'm not having that every night. Oh, okay. Is that Ziki? That's one night less to worry about, is all I'm saying. One night less to worry about. Is that how you see meals? I, it's I one night it. less to worry it's about. That's the title of my autobiography. <laughs> I've thought it's my about to a diary. I've thought about your post gig snack. I think probably seven times this week. Really? And one of them yeah. that I thought I thought oh that'd be good was some um, hot chocolate and some malt loaf with a bit of butter on it. He'll get worried about getting fat. Yummy. <laughs> he said that. He said I can't have carbs. Hot chocolate malt loaf. That'd be I nice, think I, I, it'd be nice if I was 78. <laughs> imagine as you were walking onto your gig, thinking, not long now, we'll get this <gasps> oh, over with. I see, not. I get your point. You must work yeah. off, a, I mean, a few cows doing that gig. You know what? Well, I he think strides around, doesn't he? Yeah, it, oh, he does. Strangely, I do lose weight you during do. a stand-up thing, and I don't, mm. I don't feel like I'm a very energetic performer. It's the adrenaline love. like Mick Jagger. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Well, well anyway, I think you uh, should go uh, Mediterranean paysan. What's that? I'm talking vine leaves. I'm oh, talking. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mozzarella, burrata, lovely. What, where am I going to get that? <laughs> <laughs> go to a shop. What at that time of the night? There you are get lots killed. of wonderful delicatessens. <laughs> I bet. I bet one in three people who go to a shop in London that time of the night get killed. Do you think? Yes. No one gets killed buying mozzarella and vine leaves. No, That's no, the it's, it's, they get killed by their fellow customers. <laughs> they were all drunk, crazed and drunk. Um, let's face that's life in the big city. Those of you living listening to this in little villages might think I exaggerate, but let's face it. I'd rather die in an evening <laughs> shop than live in a small village. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Shall we get to email corner? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm going to play it. Listen. Again. Email corner. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, it's a bit strange. So I just discovered my uh, some jingles I forgot I'd got. What on earth is going on over there? It's like Buzz with a Fisher Price here. <laughs> An activity centre. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, email. We're off. The first email <laughs> is from Dean. Oh yeah. And he's a Birmingham. He says, "Hi, oh. folks." It was announced this week that Jeff Lynn is to be the latest recipient of a star on Birmingham's Broad Street. See the yellow chap? Yes. Now that Frank has announced tour dates at the City Symphony Hall, which is situated on said road, does he intend to show Buzz his star and perhaps even give it a little clean-up? All the best, Dean. I'd love to turn up on Broad <coughs> Street in Birmingham and give my star. We should say that there is a thing called the um, the Birmingham Walk of Stars, is it called? Mm. And it, and, uh, Walk of Fame. We all went down there. Walk of Shame, I turned it into, but that's I another story. I think it's called... Um, anyway, it doesn't okay. matter it's called... We we went down for my ceremony when I had oh, my I uh, my star ceremony ceremoniously. Yeah, my first guesting on the show that was it. Yeah, oh, it's history. Yeah, I came in as yeah. a guest. Did you come to the star ceremony? No, I was invited. <laughs> anyway, it was I very exciting. I think I texted you. For, I said I'm going down a storm on Broad Street or something. <laughs> I haven't seen the star so well. for for a while. I would like to imagine me turning up and cleaning it. Who what? are you next to? The man from Slade. I don't. The man from Slade, <laughs> not the, no, we're, we're all spread out a bit. I think. Oh, are you? I must go. I and thought check I again. seem to recall you being quite near Flair's nightclub. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Noddy Holder is outside Flair's nightclub. Oh, okay. Well, that's the that's prime spot. Let's right. face it. 
I, but oh, I, what could one use? Um, brown sauce. That's the that's the classic. Get a shine on stuff, isn't it? Oh yeah. Because well, I tell you, on, on on continuing the showbiz thing, I've got. I when I moved house, I discovered my um, my Perrier Award. I won the Perrier Award in 1991. It's all right. <laughs> um, it's gone very off colour through Has it? neglect. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The the award, and I'd like to get it shiny again. And I was thinking about brown sauce. What do you think? Well, yeah, give it, it a whirl. Happens. We've uh, we've we've had an email from a text from someone saying that they use Coca Cola to clean their toilet, let it soak overnight, and the results are amazing. Maybe Coca Cola. I've heard people clean their jewellery using Coca Cola. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking I could just um, get some matey and take the award <laughs> in the bath with me. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We are. Um, There's no getting around it. Well, we have had a text saying Emily's cleaning show could feature your star cleaning issue. I don't like this idea that your star is definitely dirty. No, but people are, do walk on it, so you're going to expect well, a certain Mark amount of Well, Mark has suggested two four zero. Having the stars on Broad Street makes me wonder which star has been. I'm afraid he uses the word vomited on the most. Oh, I should think all of them. Mm. Broad Street is uh, it's a crazy place on it's a weekend a night, street, isn't it? Oh man, I um. when I was there. I played. I've only played the Symphony Hall once before, and it was a charity event, and um, Rusty Lee was on <laughs> with a jazz band. Brilliant, eh? Is that a euphemism? No. Oh. Is it good? Um, that's not a fair question. <laughs> <laughs> and um and don't the, know what was unfair about that. Does she sing Rusty then? Yeah, what do you think she did with the jazz band? I don't know. Just Cook laugh. maybe because that's what, that's what she was famous that she, for. I love that she was on, laughing. She was on the bassoon. <laughs> <laughs> um and then the it ended um I was hosting and it ended with um Ron Atkinson uh, Big Ron. Mm-hmm. He sang My Way mm-hmm. accompanied only by Nigel Kennedy on on violin playing, no. sort of, yeah, sort of playing in and out of the the melody. Are you sure this wasn't a nineteen eighties dream? <laughs> no, it was, true. it was uh, it was fantastic. Ron, Ron and uh, Nigel Kennedy's my way. I worry about mm. Ron. It's the best. It's better just than. Worry the, about Ron with that personnel. I don't like it. It was really. It was a fun night. Good. I look forward to going back there, and I, am, I will check out the star definitely. Mm. And uh, and I believe we we're going to. Continue in email corner, dear Frank Cock RL. That's what I've been called. <laughs> is that like Will I Am? I think it is. It's yeah. Like George R R Martin. I'm fine with Cock RL and uh, and the delicious Miss M. Oh, lovely. Uh, greetings from Singapore. Oh, oh lovely. Let's in- have some. Uh, so see if we've got some suitable <laughs> Singapore type uh, music. Sort of imagine yourself in raffles. <laughs> That's lovely, Frank. Yeah. That's sort of Singapore. Yeah, is that yeah. the bells of West Wales or whatever it was <laughs> that we talk about last it week? It was the radio. It started on radio. The bells of Wales. Mm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. big uh, hit on four. Greetings from Singapore. In a recent podcast, you discussed one thousand and one carpet cleaner and segued oh, yes. immediately into an appraisal of the personal hygiene of Shia LaBeouf. Unfortunately, due to, due to the proximity of the two topics and the fact that one thousand and one and Shia LaBeouf are syllabically identical, syllabically identical, I found myself singing Shia LaBeouf cleans a big, big carpet for less than (laughs) half a crown all weekend. Of course, Shia LaBeouf would do that, but only if he was playing the Shake and Vat Lady in a biopic (laughs) as part of his method preparation. Well, let's face it, he's going to be soon, the way things are going. Can I say, it is not syllabically identical, identity, 1001 and Shia LaBeouf. 1001, Shia LaBeouf. No, I'm sorry, it doesn't work. If it was Belinda Carlisle, would it work perfectly? Try it. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text us on 81215. Follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the Absolute Websus site direct. Going so well all in one breath. And then I said Websus. Websus oh, site. No. It's all right. 
It's all right. It's all I'll right. tell you what we need to talk about this morning, Frank. What about uh, Belieber, Justin Belieber? Well, you know, he's, he's a friend of the show. He is. I like and to think that. Although you do call him a very great fool. <laughs> he is a very great fool. I think that's fair enough. Um, well, he's, he's very lo- grateful. Uh, I, I don't think he's at all grateful. <laughs> he's That's in a whole problems. heap of trouble today. He well, is. This week, yeah. I mean, you, like, m- you might have heard about this story. Yeah. It's been quite it's massive. It's a yellow Lamborghini, was it? And a red one. I think it was a hire car. His- <laughs> I think it was. No. Yeah. Well, I hope he's got excess cover. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hope. That's a very, that's a very discreet car, isn't it? The yellow Lamborghini. Hang you want on, to go about your business unnoticed. I don't want to stick. To, I, I mean, I am uh, accused of dullness on occasion, but isn't he too young to hire a car? I thought you had to be twenty-five. I blame Jeremy. Jeremy, his dad. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant Clarkson for no. a second. I thought you meant Kyle. Getting him into cars. <laughs> no, I um, I, I blame Jeremy for everything. I think yeah. Jeremy Where can we is. begin on? On the dad. I mean, Jeremy the gold it. earring. I don't like a dad with a gold earring. No. Unless he's a pirate. <laughs> I don't like a beanie hat on a dad. No. I don't like a low-slung tracksuit on a dad. No. Or a vest top. Where do you stand on a dad <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with his son until he becomes a world-famous <laughs> pop star? Where do you stand on that? I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to learn to stand on their own two feet. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he just... Um, I was... I. I was. I think we were all looking at the pictures, thinking, mm. "Well, that's that can't be the dad, can he? Mm. Yeah. That rapper bloke can't <laughs> be the dad." Yeah. The I dad. imagine. I, is there a possibility that Jeremy Bieber used to be like a suit and tie bloke who had an ordinary yeah. office job, and then his son became Justin Bieber, and he <laughs> and he went a bit. This is what happens when a nice family go. Gee, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, that's what I think. Because they all, um, even Justin looks like, you know, he's, there's a nice lad in there, I think. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't yeah. know if they were ever a nice family. I think they were always a bit Jeremy Cole, Green Room. But wasn't Justin, when he started off, all sort of poppy and lovely? Yeah, yeah. He, yes, was, he, like was. Ol- he was like yeah. Ollie Merce. Yeah. They were young when they had the children. I'm not saying, I'm just saying they were 18, 19. But that can, yeah, that, the dad looks but that younger can than bond, them. that can bring them together. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not knocking people for having children too young. Um, I, I'm saying nothing. I, uh, <laughs> no, I do worry, though. I, I worry about the dad. I think the dad is... I'm more, more worried about him than I am Justin. I think Justin will pull through. Yeah, I don't think he's Justin's, a good influence. Well, like, no, Justin's influence. management... I mean, no, oh, sure. everyone knows what happened. We don't need to recap. There was so much. There was the, the DUI. There was yes, the, you know, I've never heard the phrase DUI before. Oh. Right, it surprises me. Your history, driving under the influence. Surely. Yes, drinking yes. under the influence <laughs> is what people do, isn't it? I'm, I meant that's what um, happens after the first drink. I meant drinking under the influence of driving. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get our priorities right. There was the DUI. There was the drag racing, which I like that mm-hmm. everyone's now an expert on drag racing. You know, when there's a phrase used in the media in a big news story, yeah. and everyone talks about drag racing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Grace and Perry was third. <laughs> <laughs> Resisting arrest. Oh, yeah. He was rude to the cops. He was. He swore at the police and he smiled on the mugshot. You're not supposed to smile I don't at the think that's that. that bad. I don't think that's that bad. We're You're not about supposed to do that. It's like a passport photo. The, the rules is rules. But he knows he about being photographed, out. doesn't he? He's a guy he who's used out. to being photographed. So a camera's near him and he goes, click. He puts the face on. It's just a natural reaction. It's like, his dad have, sorry, it's like you and joking. <laughs> you do it all the time, so therefore he does it all the time. You do. <laughs> <laughs> Made me feel much better about my skin, though. Is it? What? what that picture? Justin. Oh. You know what that is? Oh. So I read. Ten years of matey. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Mm. I mean, people keep saying, oh, he's only 19. He's only a kid. Go easy on him. But mm. then you read the sentence that he refused to board his private plane. And that's when I start to lose sympathy a little bit. Is it? Is that your rule? Yeah. <laughs> if they board their private... Although, this is coming from someone who said, um, in between links just now, when I was in Palermo with Dolce & Gabbana. <laughs> that <laughs> I did true. say that, yeah. You did open a, an anecdote like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's, I can't work him out. In a way, he's, you know, he's super modern. He hangs around with rappers and that. And, and then drinking and driving is so 1978. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's nothing. It's not comical, is it? No. Drinking and driving. W- yeah. No. 
Although his dad apparently did close the street off for the race. Yeah, the drag racing. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's quite responsible of him. Yeah, this, this is the kind of influence his dad is. Yeah. And I'm thinking of uh, getting drunk and then drag <laughs> racing my yellow Lamborghini I've hired. Well, let me give you a word of advice. Let's close the street first. That's mm. all right, isn't it? He couldn't talk him out of it, so he took a preventative measure. You know they've got matching tattoos in exactly the same place on their... Um, on their sides. What, Jeremy and Justin? Yeah, Jeremy and Justin, they had matching oh. tattoos. There's a lovely picture of them showing all the sort of bandaged aftermath of the tattoo. That's nice as well. That it? was my dad. I and what does it say in a tattoo? What? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> does it? Yeah. Does it really? So they're in... Uh, Are they part of your lot then, Frank? Apparently. They're in your section Justin Bieber... Is a believer. He, he, like me, follows the Nazarene. Oh. Yeah. Who would have thought that? Except he follows him in a yellow Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> I, that dad doesn't look a very... De- he doesn't look very Benedictine. I imagine Jesus had been an Austin A40. Yeah. You know what I mean? Humble. He- Hillman Imp, I see him in, actually. Bottle mm. green. Mm. Lovely. Lovely. Um, I tell you what I like when I read out the cost of the bail, and he was trying to... Bieber. Did you see that? Bieber was in the... There was a bit of a split-screen thing going on. Yeah. The judge was reading out... And he said, the cost of that offence, $500. It was all such a, you know, that small mm. small fry to Bieber. He was small trying not to laugh. Yeah. yeah. But he even looked good in that sort of red prison wear. He did. He's a good-looking boy, isn't oh, he? Oh, in the Walk of Shame suit, yeah. He yeah. did, though. He looked like, um, if you can imagine a, a Virgin Airlines stewardess without the blows... <laughs> Just in the V jacket. I do frequently. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean with the jacket? Oh. <laughs> but he did. He He's still, he still looked great. Mm. But I tell you what I noticed. There's a side view of his head, which I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen him in profile before. And uh, I think even at his young age, he might be a bit concerned about uh, a bit of receding hair. Yes. Because he's got a weird parting, so that he's br- he's brought a bit of hair forward to cover the uh, the top corners. You know the top corner. Yeah. Of, each, of your um, of yeah. your forehead, which is where the hair tends to go first. Yeah, he's uh, manufactured a bit of a sweep over for those top corners. And the father figure is in the pictures in a baseball cap. You yeah. do the maths. This is a family <laughs> crippled, <laughs> crippled at the prospect of oncoming baldness yeah. and have decided yeah. to live life in the fast lane. Who can oh, blame them for literally. that? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. It's it's Frank's birthday on um, is it Tuesday? It is Tuesday. That's, so we've got cakes in the studio. We've got Just thought I'd inform the listenership, the readership. Uh, we've actually had a text from Nugget, who's a regular, uh, oh, yeah. saying, "Morning, Frank. Happy birthday for Tuesday. Thank you. Having kids too young in life isn't something you can be accused of, is it?" No. He says. <laughs> I think I no, sort of point well I acknowledge that. I think <laughs> by inference. Mm. Anyway, we were discussing Bieber, the believer, and his uh, his dad, who we think is a baddie. I mean, well, I don't know if I think that. I just think that's just what happens when your dad's thirty-eight. He's less of a baddie, more of a, more of a roadie. But even at thirty-eight, should you, should you have one of those little sticky-out no. king top beards? And you stuff? know, the biggest problem for me is that he, he's a man that wears a V-neck t-shirt. I just he wears a vest. I think you'll find. I don't get on well with V-neck t-shirts. I just no, think I know they what look you mean. Like too many tats, especially as well. those drops. Be, like low ones. What's what? no? I think oh. you have to wear those when you're arrested. <laughs> yeah, the orange suit. Anyway, we're going to continue to neck in prison. Canada news. Yeah. Yes, they have. I think that, that's how they can. T- in case you, one of those people who wears one of those file, you know, those file pendants that's got like yes. a file on it. No buttons allowed. Yeah. I know this is a bit controversial, but can I say? Now that, that um, orange pr- prison outfit is mm-hmm. tremendous loungewear. Was it orange? I thought it was red. No, it's orange. They always wear oh, orange. Right. Well, you know, my mum thinks that orange drains your energy. You know, she told us that when me and my brothers were watching well, she better football. not hang- stop hanging around that penitentiary then. We're I watching- must admit, I do feel a bit limp on a Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and my brothers were watching football <laughs> and uh, Holland were playing and my mum came in and said, I can't believe they play football in orange. It drains your energy. <laughs> Well, you know, they, they've never won the World Cup. It's nice that she thinks they've got a choice of what strip they wear. <laughs> and at the time, they were um, they were winning, I think, 5-1. <laughs> but but they never won, the, they wo- tired. They they never won never... the World Cup because they start well, you see, and then by the end right. of it, they're absolutely exhausted. And, of course, oh, they never I need to wear their away kit because uh, everybody else has got I orange I don't know on you, them. but I find the Harry Krishnas very <laughs> sluggish. <laughs> <laughs> they never get anything done. No. 
We continue to uh, other Canada news now, not just oh, Bieber. Yeah. Okay. Um, Marmite falls foul of Canada's laws because it is enriched with vitamins, and uh, so a chap who lives in oh, Saskatoon—that's that, against their laws to be <laughs> enriched with vitamins. Yeah, also, I like the way the cockerel sounded rules. a bit like the health correspondent on the one show there. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Mm. Um, there's a there's a man who sells British food in one of those shops. You know those shops that expats oh, yeah. go to to oh, buy yeah. Walkers crisps yeah, and such well, like. I mean, go home if you're, if you're that desperate. Good point. That's that's nearly always the <laughs> Thanks, thought you, Kit. in conversation with any expat. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, if you Thanks went Nigel. abroad, do you think you'd be going to a shop to buy Marmite? Like, like, yes, I did when I lived in Australia. We did often. Did you? Mm. Did you? But Australians well, have got Vegemite. They've got Vegemite, yeah, it's not fine. as nice. Yeah. Um, well, this chap who's got a British food shop in Canada has been you told... I'm, um, I'm glad this has come up, because I don't think we've talked about food enough this <laughs> Tony Badger, he's called. Tony Badger, his name is, which is ironic. Surely he should be the person telling people not to stock certain foods, because he'd be badgering them, wouldn't he? No? <laughs> no? Badger? Tony Badger? Just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think Thank you. I think that's turned it round. That's the fine, thing I yeah. love most about that was the four-second pause. He's also not allowed to sell Iron Brew, which seems unjust. That's absolutely... I love Iron Brew. Me too. Well, don't great, get Al started on Iron Brew. Love don't, it. Don't send me any freaks. Strange your energy, though, if you I put it in a glass. You can see it. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> It's the opposite of Red Bull. <laughs> I think it's the drained your energy drink. <laughs> it's oh, I'm feeling a bit, I'm feeling a bit hyper. Got any iron? Oh, relaxing this iron. I brew. think you'll find it's linked to hyperactivity. The iron brew drink. It's like oh, it's that kind of talk that takes yeah. the fun out of life. <laughs> and also, whenever I'm in Scotland, I don't look around and see a lot of hyperactivity. I really don't. Yeah, but you're, you're you know, you're a hardy bunch, aren't you? Mm. And uh, can I um, can I say that the uh, the idea that uh, iron brew is linked with hyperactivity is not an official view of Absolute <laughs> Radio? It's 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 mere. It contains colouring linked to that. Again, <laughs> uh, the fact that it contains colouring linked to hyperactivity is, is mere hearsay. I think we'll play some music while I found my lawyer. <laughs> Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. We were, uh, before the break, discussing uh, Ponsor 4R, which is the uh, additive that has been linked to hyperactivity and is in Iron Brew. <laughs> it is in Iron Brew. Yeah, it says it in the article. See? It says it right here, but it's not a, it doesn't yeah, appear on repeat, the proof. If you repeat a libel, it's still a libel. <laughs> oh, is that right? I Oops. like Iron Brew. Can I say that? I it's less it. hyperactive than me. I absolutely love that it. That wasn't a rhetorical question. Who's less well, hyperactive than me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, can't, you can't name it, can you? Uh, but that, it was banned. It's banned for import in Canada. And uh, Tony Badger, the man with the shop in, uh, in concern... He got uh, a cob on. He, oh, he did. But excellent point that he makes towards the end. Um, oh, is it him? Uh, it's a different person makes this point. For a country that allows one to buy... At its very best. <laughs> for a country that allows one to buy firearms, guns, bullets, stopping a soft drink suitable for all ages seems a little ludicrous. That's his point. That would work yeah. well if it was America and not Canada, which has similar gun laws to us. Thank you. Canada doesn't. Yes, it does. Similar. I'm not going to argue with this about... Yes, it does. Oh, oh look, hold on. Similar. Just you have to have it be registered in Canada. Yeah, OK. OK. Come on, guys. <laughs> All, my only dispute is what's the difference between a gun and a firearm? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Bieber's what? dad. He looks like the type who'd know. Why list them both? Mm. Well, that's true. You're worried about firearms. The, um, tautology, is that what you're I'm worried about uh, the... Tim says, I once met a girl... I once met a girl who was bright orange with the overuse of fake tan. She certainly drained my energy that time. I'm loving it. That would be funny if it wasn't me. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. if I was going to ban something, it would be apricot yogurt. Speaking of orange, really? Yes. Oh, I, you know, I bought. I, I would say I love all food. Yeah. But I found that apricot yogurt, which I would never buy in a million years, because the apricot, let's face it, is is at the low end of the of the food choice. Oh yeah, isn't it? How oh, I totally you, agree with do you. Do you ever go out and buy apricot? Never. Never. Mm. No one does. So there's some in your fruit basket. Of course. That's how, that's how I, this is how apricots are getting yeah. through. They, get, they put them in fruit baskets so you get them accidentally, or they get them in yogurts when you get like a, a pack of four variety. There's always an apricot. 
And I have oh, got, I, I have currently got three apricot yogurts, all straining, straining at the sell by date leash. <laughs> because I've eaten the other three yogurts and thought, and oh, you no, don't want the apricot. I don't want the apricot. I'll just get some. They're the Montelimar of the yogurt world. They, the they're not. That's the chocolate no one eats. Oh, is it? So in the four pack, I mean, the other ones are like, you know, raspberry, mm. strawberry, no. oh, lemon. No. Oh, Sometimes no, a lemon. Never, never oh. lemon. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Raspberry. Saying they're raspberry, strawberry, blackcurrant. You can't wait to get at them. The fourth one, it- apricot. It's like the cores. <laughs> it is the Tom core of, of the yogurt pack. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Tell you what, boys, I need to confide in you this week about my plumber. You sure you want to say this on air? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a, an absolutely, I'm calling it catastrophic, the incident I've had. You've had a catastrophic incident with your plumbing? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I, you may recall I was I suppose having. you're of that age now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about age this week. That which no. should um, not be said. You may recall I was having issues with my ensuite. Mm hmm. Did I tell you that? I know, I don't know if you did, actually, did I'd you? Had, I had flooding in my ensuite, so it needed seeing too. Okay. So my Lithuanian... There's been a lot of flooding just lately, though. The country's yeah. been ravaged. Exactly. Um, my Lithuanian was unavailable. Remember okay. him? I tried to set him up with my cleaner. Remember him? <laughs> oh, yes, when you had the staff. Trying. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, it's your, your staff are like a world cop wall chart. <laughs> She's Bulgarian, he's Lithuanian. I just thought they might get Let's on. Let's call the whole thing... <laughs> Eastern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, he was unavailable, so I had to employ a random. I didn't know much about this random. Mm. I'm going to yeah. have to change his name, I think. From the Google. Because what I'm about to tell you. Uh, what should we call him, Frank? You're good at thinking up random names. Let's call him uh, Lee Harris. Okay, so Lee Harris. <laughs> He's been avoiding me a bit. He's been a bit erratic. You okay. know when you're seeing someone and they start to go off you? Yeah. And it keeps... Well, every time him. you ring... No, but what I'm saying, I'm you comparing... Do you do get it with tradesmen, I agree. Yeah, you do, yes. exactly. Yes. So it's a little bit... The Vodafone you have called is unavailable. Sort of every time I call. Yeah. The texts don't get answered. It's yeah, like okay. it's getting very like I'm Lee Ryan's friends with Benefit. I don't like it. <laughs> so it finally reached something of a head. It's been six weeks now since this ensuite has been flooded. Ex- mm. The excuses, I've had enough. He finally was meant to come out. He said, I'm so sorry, I forgot, I forgot your keys. I said, right. I had a phone conversation with him. I remained patient during the phone call. Mm. But at the end of the conversation, I muttered under my breath Uh-oh. something about him. Okay, and are you prepared to say what? Yeah, I'll tell you what it? I said. I said, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> As I replaced the handset. Oh. And that Lee was furious. I then, he was, because I received a phone call two minutes later. Right. Saying, oh. excuse me, did you just call me an idiot? Oh, no. And I've never been so shocked in my life. I did not expect to be confronted. Do you know what I did? I said, No. <laughs> The fib. I styled it out. I you thought said, I was no, talking no, no, no. to myself. <laughs> you didn't style it out. You <laughs> lied. That's not the same I as styling it out. Hitler, I lied big. I said no. You're yeah. going mad. I don't know what you. I gaslighted him. You were okay. Lance Armstrong. What yeah. big lie? I said I don't know what you're talking about. You must be going mad. He said I definitely heard idiot. <laughs> I definitely heard idiot. I said no, you heard wrong. <laughs> and then there was a silence, and I said. Okay, is that okay then? <laughs> oh. Okay, bye bye. Oh, oh no! Did you consider the old party line? <laughs> I've got a party line that'd be that'd be. Uh, oh yeah, that'll be Jeff having an argument <laughs> with his girlfriend. <laughs> but you know what, Frank? I did think. You know what, Paul? We've spoken about party. Yeah, I know lines, party line. You, 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 line. Yeah, you, say, share, yeah. you share your line with uh, with someone but else to save money. <laughs> I wanted you boys to think. What should I have said? What could I have said? What does idiot sound like? I could have pretended I was saying. That's what you need to think about for me. Oh, Your fast wits. I'm sure okay. you can come up with something. Yes. Doesn't rhyme with a lot, does it? No, but I could have when said something like Inuit and pretended <laughs> I was doing a currency exchange. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. You I'd could like have said these yeah. euros changed to Inuit. <laughs> it's so cold in here. It's like an Inuit. In it. Yeah. In it. In it. In it. Got away with. Yeah. <laughs> um, could have pretended I was Cockney. It. It. I. I can't. There's nothing. Idioms? Nothing. Idiom, yeah. We're just discussing the... No. No. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. 
Absolute Radio. So I've been talking about my run-in with the, um, what did you call him, Frank? My new plumber, who I hate. I actually hate him. Lee really. Harris. Lee well, Harris. Harris. I yeah. can't bear Lee Harris. Um, We've had advice, actually. Emily, you could have gone with idiot. No, I've got the news on in the background, and they must have said <laughs> Idi Armin. <laughs> so no one's going to follow you. That one. What about in it hot? In it, oh, in it hot. In it hot. In it well, hot. This time of year. But the town. In it hot. Well, in, no, because you have trouble. You have trouble with your pipe. I think my time would have been in it hot. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, Glenn Bateman. Emily should have claimed she said in a bit, as in see you in a bit. That'd okay, right. let's try that. Imagine I was doing it in a bit. Yeah, that's... I don't think I'll get away with it. It's my tone, my angry tone. Well, it didn't end there. Oh no. So, after this excruciating conversation... Gillymot? <laughs> Gillymot. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, They're birds, aren't they? I'm a keen twitcher. Yeah. Mm. No, just one just went, Gillymot. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's a, there's a Gillymot that's been on my lawn. We've just had it seeded and it's on there. Yeah. It's been driving me crazy. And then the there next you go. time you speak to him, just throw in a different bird. I don't think Peregrine he thought- Falcon. Sorry, you know what I'm like. <laughs> Uh, what did you call me? <laughs> yeah. I say, sorry, that's just one of my boyfriends. Um, Bostard. And- <laughs> you are. <laughs> that is a bird. I know it is. <laughs> oh, dear. Hold on, so- I think we're going to have to go to um, advert. But oh. we-, we, can- we can roll on. OK. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. I am Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. We haven't had too many texts this morning. I'd like more. Mm. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the Absolute Radio website. There. We we have actually been receiving some texts about what Emily could have pretended she said instead of idiot on the phone to her plumber. In case you've just tuned in... um, Emily accidentally called her plumber an idiot. Well, not accidentally yeah. called him an idiot, but hadn't quite put the phone down. And I got mm-hmm. overheard, and I styled it out. Uh, 498 has come up with the excellent suggestion. You could have said you were on a horse and said, giddy up. Giddy up. Giddy up. I think that's great that you were taking <laughs> calls from the staff whilst on a horse. That's brilliant. <laughs> what you could have done as well, you could have said, uh, when he found back and said, didn't you call me? A-? You could say, just a minute, Rupert, don't ever call me an idiot again. <laughs> And then he would have... Uh, I had a terrible one. When I lived with David Badil, he uh, he was phoned up by um, a, a, a tradesperson who was working at the house. Mm. And they'd been working there for a while. Um, they'd been working there, for, I suppose, for two weeks, which gave me enough time to write some songs about them. Oh, um, no. Quite disparaging songs, yeah. which I sang quite a lot around the house. And um, this person phoned, and Dave spoke to him, for a bit and he put the phone down as soon as he put the phone down um, I started singing one of my songs because obviously it made me think of them and then I realised he'd put the phone uh, he'd, have, he'd actually gone to speak to them on the extension uh-huh. he just laid the phone down at the side <laughs> so they uh-huh. could hear me singing they didn't hear not the song. only to, to be talked about but to hear yourself being sung about <laughs> someone had bothered to sit down and write a song exactly. about I mean, it you it rhymed and scanned beautifully <laughs> and was extremely <laughs> insulting <laughs> Did they ever comment on it? You know what, they didn't. You see, that's what that's what the, it should be like. Yeah, that's that's what most people would do. Yeah, they shouldn't talk back. You know, I once got caught making a face about a, a boss. Um, a boss when I worked in Eureka Children's Museum in uh, Halifax. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Where does this come from? <laughs> and, uh, Eureka Children's Museum I've in told Halifax? I've certain I've told you no. this story Frank, before. did she you know you off. used to work no. in Eureka Children's Museum? No. Can I just say... In Halifax, she t- she told me off Didn't and then know. turned what did her back you do on there? me. I, d- I was like a just like entertainer. A, no, just like a staff member, just working. Did and you wear a polo shirt? Probably, yeah. With yeah, so she told me off and then turned her back to me, and I went. <laughs> and with her back to me, she went. You know, I'm looking at your reflection in this ah. glass. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. And what did you say? I said. I'll get my coat and I'll left, I think. You should have said, actually, I've suffered with these spasms for years. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good way. Oh, I would God. have been literally facing it out, wouldn't it? Yeah, eh? 
Frank, I love that the cockerel was at the Children's Museum. The Eureka Children's Museum. Yeah. That's, and it is quite a discovery. I bet they'll be pretty pleased that they're getting any national press. That's quite good for them, isn't it? They're still up. Are, st- are they still open? I believe they're still open. Is up. it a good I job? Bet, I bet you can get matey in the shop. I bet you oh, can. You could get matey anywhere. <laughs> Frank, apparently Flair's nightclub is now called Pop World. Oh. Your star... Pot, pot World? No. <laughs> <laughs> Your okay. star... Your star is outside the comedy club, which is now called Highlights. Oh, yes. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yes. Um, good. I'll be able to find it then. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if people ever meet at my star. You know, I'll yeah, see you. Yeah. That's a good... I'll see you at Frank Skinner. How lovely that would be. I like this. This is Frank Skinner. Identify the fruit that you ate from the fruit basket. Green, hard, it looked like a, a, a cross between an avocado and a lime from the outside, and then pink, pink. It wasn't flesh. an avalime, was it? A? An avalime. I just made it up. Avocado oh. and lime mixed oh, together. No, I don't you know, it was like an word avalime. Version. No. Word um, I'm, I'm a bit concerned about this because I think I might be about to have another Descartes moment. Um, oh, no. Uh, Chris Whalers emailed um, Green skin and plink, pink flesh could have been a Pomelo? Pomelo? That's less embarrassing I than Descartes. I have to say, I feel better about not knowing what it was, because we've had, like, seven or eight suggestions. Yeah. They've all, most of them have been completely different. They've all differed. Yeah. We've had an, another... Could it be the Hulk? Could I have had the Incredible Hulk? <laughs> Dr David Banner. You really full afterwards? <laughs> well, I, I was full for a bit, but then when I calmed down, <laughs> I felt hungry again. Were your jeans oh, frayed, but you were still able to do up the button at the waist? Yeah, the button never went. Extraordinary. But, you know, that's... Brilliant. But big, hulky, strong men, their waist still stays. Mm. That's true, So yeah. I think that's all right. I accept that. I've always we've, accepted that with the Hulk. Frank, we've had another fruit-based missive. OK. This time from um, someone of your cloth. 894. Hi, Frank. Not strictly related to your strange fruit question, but years ago I was a novice in a Catholic order, and one week we got 12 star fruit in for a bit of a change. 12 star fruit as a Catholic order? I wonder mm. if 36 kings turned on. <laughs> <laughs> Little religious joke there. Thank um, you. They were revolting. Really, really bad. So bad. I know what he means. He said none of us touched the things. However, it turned out brilliant when we had guests for meals as we usually ended them with fruit. So we'd give the visitors a star fruit and watch them trying to eat them through gritted teeth, trying not to offend their religious hosts. Always finish off your food. It's probably right that I didn't go on to take vows. They they are. They're not. They look better than they are, um, the clergy. No, um, star fruit. <laughs> uh, they de- if you if you're trying to eat one without a nut, they've very, they've got a lot of hard bits mm. and stuff. They're rubbish. There you go. Let's hope that um, one of the adverts in the next block I'm playing isn't for star fruits, <laughs> or there'll be like some bit of a political um, meeting at uh, Absolute this week. Mm. Apparently, he slagged off star fruits just before the uh, big star fruit advertiser. Did their um, mm. thing. We'll see what happens. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. See if you can uh, identify the celebrity that I'm quoting. I'm very, very depressed. Woody Allen. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I had a feeling, even as I was doing it, this Do it is going to sound like Woody Allen. Yeah, I'm very, very depressed. That is it David like Baddiel? No. <laughs> Rain Man? No, I'm, I'll tell you, it's Quentin Tarantino. Oh. Quentin, not Quentin. <laughs> Quentin. 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 It's Quentin. Let's call the whole thing off. That's a different um, name, Quentin. Is it? Yes. Yeah, like Quentin Hogg. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Thank you. I don't know why. It's spelled the same, isn't it? No, it's not. There's an E and not an I. Pardon? <laughs> okay, Quentin Tarantino. I know, I know you Every mean. day's a school yeah. day, isn't it, as you say, Frank? It shouldn't yeah. be on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Posh wow. school, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Should be on a Sunday. Quentin, Tar- Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to say this properly now. Um, he's uh, he's ditched his next film idea because he gave oh, yes. he gave the script out to six people and it's been leaked. And so he said, "Right, I'm not doing it then." Brilliant. Yeah, I love that. Yes, yeah, when I say I so identify. I was with just going to say it's the sort of thing you do. It you would, oh, saying. Okay, well, let's not do the film. <laughs> then people say, "Yeah, but we should, okay, I'm not doing it now." 
That's yeah. exactly. It reminds me of when our Keith offered me a top. I really wanted a, a, a Rolo, I think it was. Yeah. I really wanted a Rolo. Uh-huh. And he'd ate, he'd ate about five before he'd given me one. I was desperate. I was salivating. And he held out the packet. And as I reached for the Rolo, he, he withdrew. You know that, that oh, joke? Yeah, yeah. And I said, OK, I don't want one now. And he said, <laughs> oh. no, no, come on, have one. In the end, he put one on a plate, on a, on a tea plate, oh. so that he couldn't possibly withdraw and, and went to the other side of the room. What I did still, you do? I still wouldn't have it. And he's never and eaten really, a since. I that's... really wanted it. I really wanted not it. One. But, um, no, not after that. You were, little one in, now, little you? insight into living with Frank Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose. Can I tell you what I like? Is that uh, Quentin has got, um, he's drawn up a list of suspects. There are six suspects. Yes, yeah, good, this. And they're all famous, which is not so brilliant. Of <laughs> who and shamed the as well. Yeah. That's how big he is, that he can incriminate the celebrity world. Great. Um, his suspects include Michael Madsen. Mm. I like him. He was handsome when he was younger. Um, sus- suspects include <laughs> Bruce Dern. Yes. And Tim Roth. But he's ruled out Tim Roth. He yeah. said, the one that I know didn't do this is Tim Roth. Yeah, I think it'll, it's it'll, Tim Roth. It'll be Tim Roth. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Oh, oh, yeah, you're so right. I think we all now think it's, it's Tim It's like Roth. the mousetrap. Imagine if it is Tim Roth and he's thinking, oh, God, he said that I didn't do it to everyone. <laughs> when I confess now, is it going to seem yeah. even worse? Why did he have to name me? But the best thing is, as a punishment to actors everywhere, he yeah. said, I tell you what, I'll do it as a book now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awful, isn't it? That's great. So in a year's time, we're going to be able to see Michael Madsen and Tim Roth and Bruce Dern all in the job centre going, we should be doing that Hateful Late film with Quentin now. Yeah. Quentin, yeah. Yeah. one of them will correct. Yeah, and one Thank of them you. will say, oh, you mean that multi-best-selling novel that he's written? Yeah. yeah. Massive, massive Big smash. The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Well, he did indicate who he thought it might be. He thinks it's Derno, he does think- he? <laughs> no, like it's some friend of yours. <laughs> yeah, he thinks it's... Uh, does he think he it's thinks Dern it's or? Bruce Dern, yes. Who's but, dinner, uh, uh, or he thinks it's his agent, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, man, I love the book thing. I, you know, I wrote... I, I, I tried to write a novel at, because I'd just done a sitcom and oh, I've been working with actors that. for three months. I thought, next time I have an idea, I'll write a book. <laughs> because, you know, somebody says, yes, why am I sitting on this chair, though, and not that chair? Mm. And, and actors, they don't take mind your own business as an answer <laughs> <for> that. <laughs> They want some... I know you two are both actors, but... Um, I wasn't that kind of actor, can I just say? I was more like... Um, What's do you want me to say it looking that way? OK. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of actor I am. I seem to remember that you were the kind of actor who said, look, I, I do jokes for a living. I think I know what's funny and what isn't. <laughs> OK. Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. You know the cockerel um, did his little Woody oh. Allen for us earlier. It was Quint- Quentin Tarantino. I'll do it again. I'm very, very depressed. <laughs> Woody okay. Allen. It's, it's all right. Well, five four six says I thought the cockerel's impression sounded like Blanche off the Golden <laughs> Girls. Oh. A bit. There's worth a, knowing that though. There's a funny mm. thing in the newspaper article about where uh, there's a picture of Quentin, Tar- Quentin Tarantino looking really happy, and underneath there's the quote, "I'm very, very depressed." <laughs> <laughs> Slightly jarring. Bit, I, I'm, uh, I'm totally with him now. I'm glad it's happened, and I'm glad he's taken the massive step of turning it into a book instead of a film. I hope he doesn't change his mind. Yeah, well, if he does, if it's a book, then that's good because it, it's, it's called the Hateful Eight. And see, I loved Famous Five, Secret Seven, so... Yeah. I did. It's, it's like when Enid Blyton got bitter, in it? Hatefully. You see, <laughs> if a fun. similar thing happened in this studio, let's say, mm. amongst us, mm-hmm. I would know I could trust you two. No offence to the ladies, but what, I think... To, ke- you, to keep it secret? Yeah, I think I would not suspect... You'd be my Tim Roths. I would not suspect you at all, either of you. You're quite honest characters. I'm, uh, I am... It's not funny, but it's true. I'm phenomenally good at keeping secrets. In fact, I keep people's secrets so well. I've had people... I've, I can think of a couple of examples when people have got a bit miffed that their secret wasn't so potent <laughs> and interesting that I had to reveal it. Yes, so. I know what you mean. And I, they'd say, um, have, you, have you told... And I'd say, no. I, I, I remember saying to someone... No, to be honest, I'd forgot all about it. Yeah. <laughs> They're absolutely outraged. I would rather I'd betrayed them. 
That's the best way of keeping a secret, isn't it? To instantly forget it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't feel them burning at me to get them out. If, if someone says, don't tell anyone that, I just don't. If someone says to me, look, you won't tell anyone, will you? I get very angry about that. I think that's basically saying I'm untrustworthy. You can't mm. add a caveat. You either tell me or you don't. Uh, having said that, I don't think Cocker was that pleased about me revealing the uh, look I do at comedy for a living, so <laughs> don't tell me what's funny. I quite like Oh, you're all right with it. OK, good. <laughs> I'm glad. You're a good man. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I don't know if you boys have been reading about this character, the Iranian hermit. Have you heard about him? Who hasn't? Amu Amuhaji. They're calling... Never seen a better guy. (laughs) Oh, no, sorry, number one super guy. We had a long debate on the show about the lyrics... We did. ...to um, this jingling... Hong Kong Fooey. It's a Hong Kong Fooey. Yeah. And uh, as my birthday gift, uh, Emily has bought me a key ring that says number one super guy, so from now on I'll I'll know what the second line is... You'll always know it. ...of Hong Kong Fooey. For Christmas, could you get me the second line of... uh, Frosty the Snowman. Yes, I can arrange that. Because <laughs> for years I've been going, Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> yeah, and the third line of Top Cat. I don't know if it's the third line, but they're providing it with um, dignity. Yes, bit, yes. That, that is a toffee. Um, so this character, Amu Hadji, he's been called the world's most ineligible bachelor. <laughs> I love that. I beg to differ, frankly. Uh, oh, that honour goes to some other guys that I know. <laughs> But he has a pretty unorthodox lifestyle, it has to be said. He hasn't washed. There's no matey here. He has not washed for 60 years. And, and you can see the, the amazing thing is it's not like Sting, where, <laughs> who I think hasn't washed for about eight years. Mm. Sting? He still looks... Yes, yeah, he doesn't Sting wash. doesn't... Is that true? doesn't believe in washing. No. Yeah, he's one of those con- uh, tantric um, bathers. <laughs> I don't think there yeah, is. Think two, blo- two blokes in a pub. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, but this bloke, I mean, he's absolutely black with dirt. I mean, he's mm-hmm. properly. He, I, I, as soon I as I saw it. him, I thought I'd love to get the brown sauce on him. See if that yeah, works. I would. His favourite hobby is puffing a pipe of animal dung. Yeah, whose isn't? Yeah. And he likes... Do you know what he likes drinking? I actually use an electric animal dog <laughs> pipe nowadays. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all mod-cons, um, isn't it? Do you know what I like about him? You know what he likes to drink? His favourite tipple is uh, rainfall from a rusty can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a cheap day, if ever I've heard one. It? Yeah, it's my and round. <laughs> and he still gets less belly button fluff than the cockerel. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I bet that's true. You I know we've had an true. email about belly button fluffs <laughs> saying that it is fabric from your trousers and underpants and T-shirts sort of working its way to your belly button. That's scientifically proven, apparently. But why don't I get it, then? I wear fabric. Don't know. Have you got no hair? Have you got no body hair? Are you smooth? Have you got no body hair? Yes. Oh, yes, OK, I'm a reptile. Sorry, I'm just recovering. It's a bad time to fest off. I mean, you know, I know there's been a few, you know, the tongue is a bit on the long side. Uh, but, yeah, I'm a reptile. That's what David Icke told me. What about it? Um, he also... I c- I've got so many facts about this man. I want to continue with them. He sleeps in a grave-like hole, it's yeah, described Yeah, I didn't as. like the fact that they said that. They could have said something else, couldn't they? Like a, a bed-like hole. They could have compared it to anything. <laughs> they could have said hole. They could have just they said hole. A hole-like hole. Yeah. Slept in a hole. I don't, I don't really need to know what kind of hole it is. Mm-hmm. He loves rotten porcupine as well. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You feel, do you feel he's over-egging the pudding a bit with his, uh, <laughs> with his in, ineligibility? Or pudding. No, but I mean, if, if I hadn't um, washed for 60 years, yeah, I wouldn't be thinking, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to supplement <laughs> this by smoking a, a, a pipe with animal, animal dong. I, you know, I think that's enough, isn't it? You know how this started? He uh, he did a show in the same shirt for three days and then just lounged about in it. Oh, and he thought, this still no. smells fine. <laughs> 60 years later, he's pushing he, on. He ate some fruit that looked like rotten porcupine. <laughs> oh, no. And it's, it's the um, the world's dirtiest man, Frank, which what is what it says on my posters. Of course. What, what if he's... <laughs> <laughs> what if he's... What if he's a secret millionaire? I need to get in with him. Oh, that would... Because you, you can't that, dodge them now. No, we were talking about keeping secrets, but no-one's <laughs> ever kept a secret that well. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Don't you dare repeat what I just said to you. Right, um... <laughs> you know what? I couldn't hear it. I'll, uh, I'll quote it. Darling, that's because of how you were brought up. That's exactly what you said. That's because he said he didn't like salad. I, said, I don't believe anyone actually likes salad. I don't condemn people for eating. I eat salad, but I eat yeah. it because I think, oh, I better have some salad, I suppose. I eat it like I would eat a paracetamol. Really? Yeah. I've never thought, what oh, fancy a nice salad. Never. Ever, ever, hot okay. day. Well, I feel the same about chip butties. There That's we go. Fine. Really? Yeah. Oh. Really? <laughs> I'd never had one before. Frank made me. Eat one. Anyway, we've we've got okay. we've, we've got, got back completely. To food. <laughs> this has been the food special. We're going to do. This is like the verb with Ian McMillan. The verb with Ian McMillan. Where they do a special theme every week and they say have bees and people come on and do a poem about bees and someone's written a book about bees and then someone just talks about bees and their fabulous sound. It's like if you had they to have a theme the, for the this. Bee, even the word bee sounds like a bee. That's a great impression. <laughs> like, I love I love him. Yeah, you need him to go really massively famous. Well, they're not, not going to be a massive star. <laughs> yeah. It's like QI, they do it's a letter like if, each if week, If Golden Girls they? comes back, you'll be big. Yeah, with my <laughs> your blanche. blanche. <laughs> anyway, we're uh, we're going to do a final email from email corner. Is it food themed? It is food themed, actually. <laughs> um, Leslie Sanford from Good Relation Brand Communications got in touch with Daisy <laughs> wow. about Weetabix. Hi, Daisy. Thanks for emailing me back. I think she wanted to get in touch with you via Daisy. Mm. Um, thanks for email- emailing me back. It was just that the guys at Weetabix, can I just say already, I love that phrase. That's, that's, I like that also. The guys they, they at Weetabix. Like the, the T-Birds. I imagine those, them. Aren't they those little ski- skinhead men? Do you remember that? <laughs> don't know. These were little skinheads yes. who advertised Weetabix. I remember that, Frank. No, I don't Stick remember men. that. They weren't stick men, oh. they were actual Weetabix, but they had, like, jeans on and braces. <laughs> they sound horrible. OK, as you were. Anyway, the guys at Weetabix were really keen to answer the questions Frank had regarding the size of the product, as they realise he thinks it may have got smaller over the years. I they realise that, because you said, I think Weetabix has got smaller over yes. the years. The truth is that Weetabix is still made the same way and to the same regulations it always has been meaning that the size of each Weetabix biscuit has remained consistent ever since the company started. I suppose what's happened is I've got bigger. That could be it. Yeah. In regards to who makes Weetabix, Weetabix is still produced at the same location in Kettering, Northampton. It has been since 1932, using wheat that is Mm. sourced from local farmers within a 50-mile radius wherever possible. We've also sent Frank his own... His very own personalised pack of Weetabix to his agent, so hopefully he will have received this. (laughs) He'll have taken fifteen (laughs) percent out of that. (laughs) Yes, I did. I've got my personal. It's a Weetabix, a standard Weetabix box, except where it says normally says Weetabix in the same font. It says Frank Skinner. Oh, Oh, lovely, Frank. Yeah, I'm trying to think what to what to do when I've eaten the Weetabix. What am I going to? uh, Ah. I've been told off this, but just to balance what it was essential now become an advert for Weetabix. Um, I have been told off this week um, for feeding Boz um, Weetabix by my girlfriend Kath because it contains um, both sugar and salt couldn't make their mind up Weetabix (laughs) (laughs) oh let's put sugar and salt in I get it anyway thank you for that and um, thank you Um, you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out! The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.